Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. 38 degrees and cloudy here at 411. On this Wednesday, January 31st, 2024, the Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, well, I was on the news break here. I was literally getting infuriated sitting here doing some research on some information that's coming out now. I was in a chat with uh, some of my military contacts, very high military contacts, uh, just bouncing some questions off, doing some Google searches. I, again, I don't when I when I talk to I, I, my military um, advisors, when my military um, analysts that I bring to you, uh, I ask more general questions. I don't ask specifics. I, I obviously don't want to put them in a position to have to juggle classified information and such like that. So I make it a point to search myself and get open sourced information uh, through search engines. What's out there in the in the web to get some things. Um, get some information and then kind of put it in that context so I don't put them in a situation where they either have to say uh, they can't tell me or they're more comfortable to say, yes, you know, that's that's what's publicly out there. And and, and I agree with, you, with your assessment on that. But we've had over 165 attacks on our military assets. We've had over 45 now attacks on our naval ships and container ships in the, the waterways there. So, so we're pushing over 200 attacks. We have over 100 soldiers injured, five dead, dozens critically, some still in a coma. And just yesterday, well, last night into today, you, you know there is the time difference there. According to U.S. defense officials, the Arleigh Burke-class guided missile destroyer USS Gravely was forced to use her phalanx close-in weapon system, what we call the SeaWiz, last night during a close call with an anti-ship cruise missile launched by the Houthi terrorist group in western Yemen. The cruise missile is reported to have come within one mile of the ship, likely following a miss or malfunction with an SM-2 interceptor missile. Now, I was looking. The SeaWiz is that rotary cannon that shoots a few thousand rounds a minute. Uh, it's got a big dome. I'm sure you've seen it. It's, it's radar activated. It moves it on its own, and it's got a Gatling gun. Their effective range is about 2,000 meters, one to five nautical miles, more in the range of the one to two nautical miles. It's a very up-close and personal weapon. Showing how close a missile got. We have uh, our ships, our military assets are obviously on high alert after losing three and 40 wounded last weekend, this past weekend. We still have yet to respond to that. They are still shooting at us on a daily basis. How the hell does a ballistic anti-ship missile get within a mile of one of our Arleigh Burke-class destroyers. It's a last resort, up-close-and-personal defensive weapon. 
and we still have yet to send a message that this is not supposed to happen. Now, in the meantime, which is expected, in the meantime, a spokesperson for the Houthi terrorist group in Yemen released a statement today which claims that the group was able to strike an American cargo ship as well as the USS Gravely with several anti-ship cruise missiles last night in the Southern Red Sea. As usual, as usual this is false. But again, don't think the Houthis ever reported an unsuccessful strike. And there's a picture of the spokesperson with missiles behind him in uniform, in a military uniform. Again, the military experts that I rely on say it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, if this administration doesn't get their heads out of their asses. We are on high alert. Our military is on high alert in this area. They've been attacked 200 times. Three dead American soldiers are not even home yet on American soil. And we're using a last resort defensive weapon on an Ollie Burke-class destroyer because this administration won't do anything, won't take action. It's just incredible. Incredible. Last resort weapons used is never a good place to be in when fighting. That's what I'm getting from a naval commander right now. This is a last resort weapon. Our military is on high alert. And this is what's going on. A sea whiz is a last resort defensive weapon. Thankfully, we have them. This is disgraceful as we wait to send a message that this should be off limits. It's obviously not. Since we've lost three American soldiers this past weekend... Iranian-backed proxy groups have fired at us an additional half-dozen times. So obviously, they don't care. And the mere fact that we're using last-resort weapons and they're getting within a mile of an Arleigh Burke-class destroyer, which I believe has 170-something sailors on board, is negligence at its highest level. It's just incredible that this is going on. And in the meantime, you have Iran threatens to decisively respond to any U.S. strikes as Biden weighs his reactions. So now you have Iran saber-rattling that if we do anything, we will uh, feel their wrath. The Islamic Republic would decisively respond to any attack on its country, its interests, and nationals under any pretexts according to a state-run news agency in Iran. The ambassador noted that the Iranian retaliation would be strong, but did not elaborate. He also denied reports that Iran and U.S. had been exchanging messages in recent days. But this is just in the last 24 hours. Now, mind you, there's a time difference. The Arleigh Burke-class destroyer USF Gravely was forced to use the Phalanx Close-In Weapon System, CWIS, it's called, during a close call with an anti-ship cruise missile launched by a Houthi terrorist group. And again, this weapon is used in a one to two mile range. So even an explosion at that distance causes damage, could cause traumatic brain injury, causes shock waves. But 
you're talking a military that's already or should be already on high alert. I'm sure these skippers and their crews are ready at all times being in a hostile environment because that's exactly where they are. But to have some type of failure to resort to an up-close-and-personal last-resort weapon is unacceptable. And again, military commanders that I'm in conversation with as, as I'm talking to you right now, and I'll quote, sadly, if allowed to continue, it's not a matter of if, but when a ship takes a direct hit. That's from a military naval commander. And it's incredible we're in the situation even talking about that, where United States Arleigh Burke-class destroyers are on the defense after five American service members have been killed. We'll talk about it a little bit more when we come back. Let me tell you a little bit about BudgetBlinds.com. Um, you go to BudgetBlinds.com, you're going to get in contact with Tom or Rick, owners of the local Budget Blinds locations here in our area. Great guys. They, they, they are the best. They are the leader in custom window treatments, 90% more options than you'll get at the big box stores. I'm telling you, they actually wheeled in a cart with binders. They couldn't carry the books in. That's how many selections they have for you. Budget Blinds is proud to offer the best warranty program in the industry, including their no questions asked guaranteed, which means you're going to save money. They back everything they do for you. You're going to be happy with it, or they'll take care of it. Budgetblinds.com, Tom or Rick, owners of the local Budget Blinds here in our area. You will not be disappointed. Tell them, you talk, tell them I sent you. Budgetblinds.com. It's 421 here at WILK. Time for traffic with Brian Hughes. Thank you so much, Rob. Good to be working with you finally. Yeah. Got uh, slowing in lower Luzerne County, 80 westbound, just west of exit 256, the Nescapec Cunningham exit. Other slow spots this afternoon, Wilkesbury, North River Street, both directions approaching North Street and Dixon City, North Main Avenue, slowing approaching Viewmont Drive. If you see a traffic problem, give us a call on the jam line, 570-883-7269. I'm Brian Hughes in the WILK Traffic center with this Pentelladata internet traffic update. Thank you, Brian. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Today, cloudy and sprinkles with some flurries, high 38. Tonight, cloudy with a few flurries, low 32. Thursday, mostly cloudy, high 43. It's currently 38 degrees and cloudy here. Coming up on 422 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 38 degrees and cloudy at... 424 here on this Wednesday, January 31st. Um, let's go to the phones now. Lee's been waiting for a while. We got Lee from Scranton on the PUC hearing. Lee, were you there? Um, yes, I was. I was there, Rob. But, you know, I'd just like to say something else if I could about. Sure. Um, you know, we've got a terrible president. I mean, and the way things are going, the Chinese are going to overtake us economically with their GDP and by 2030 the American people have been taught to take welfare and all kinds of stuff and not work um, our military's under severe pressure for the last 10 years because of lack of funding and I just think that our response should be off the chart and it's not going to be because we have a president who is just not capable of performing his job. And I blame the Senate and the Congress for that. I don't want to hear about Democrats and Republicans because he let the Chinese go over our country and pinpoint our ICBM doors. And we don't have hypersonics like the Chinese and the Russians do. And they're going to destroy all our missiles in their silos. And all these people who voted for him 
I mean, and the fraudulent election we had in 2020, I mean, with all these mail-in ballots, he even said it himself that they had built the best election fraud machine in the history of this country. And when you look at where we are, it's almost disgusting what's taking place with our military. And you know something? I don't have any relatives in the military, Rob. But my brothers both served in Vietnam. One is dead now from Agent Orange, and the other one's close. And I just can't believe that the American people, no matter what happens, won't stand up for themselves and their country. It's almost it's it, it can't be described. And the one thing I'd like I'd like to shift gears a little bit, uh, and I you know take a minute and say that I did attend that PUC hearing, and our elected officials. Like I brought up to you before, I have something called collective stupidity. And I said that to the judge who had the hearing because in 1976, I believe it was, I moved the guy that was running the gas company and the water company out of Scranton. And I had a discussion with him at 16 years old, and he told me that they were allowing people to build on watershed land. There was going to be a lot of problems with that Lake Scranton Reservoir. And Lo and behold, we got geodiasis. The water was had parasites in it. We drank bottled water. They put a filtration plant in that was almost obsolete when the Pennsylvania American Water bought it and installed it. And I was in that plant and saw that filtration system function because my brother maintained it for the Pennsylvania American Water. Okay, now, when we look at the PUC, the Senate... And the governor appoint the PUC. We don't know how much money American Water gave to the governor in elections, and we don't know how much they gave the state senators. And when politicians come forward and publicly say one thing, you don't know if it's true because you don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. And Pennsylvania, like I said to the PUC yesterday, Pennsylvania American Water only delivers the water that the state of Pennsylvania owns. And these rates need to change and be reversed and go back 10 years. Because the truth of the matter is that, you know, they only deliver something that we, the people, own. And why are we paying $160 for 75 gallons of water, you know, in, in a, you know over the course of a month using 76 gallons of water a day? I mean, it's outrageous. And I had a, a, a guy who worked with me, Rob who bought a house in Scranton, I told the PUC this, on in the hill with hardwood floors, pocket doors, the most beautiful house you could imagine. He walked out of it. He just, he worked with me. He said, Lee, you can't live in a city where you can't afford to bathe your children every night. Things are out of control. That was five years ago. Now, the Scranton Sewer Authority was sold. That caused the problem. Council President Wexler decided to introduce that legislation that let Mayor Bill Courtright, who was um, removed for public corruption, okay, from office. And everybody made a ton of money. And it, it goes back to the electorate, because are we all collectively stupid? We can't see that our government doesn't represent us in any faucet of our life, from the federal government all the way down to the lowest levels of government. And we're in big trouble here. And um, I don't know if people are going to make a change in the next election, but I'm not just talking about Trump. I'm talking about state representatives, state senators, judges. The whole system is corrupt from the bottom to the top. 
Well, and, Lee, you brought up you brought up a good point there, and before before you move on, I, I just want to touch on it. You mentioned that this all happened under Mayor Bill Courtright's administration when he was here, the sale of the water. The fact that he was sent away originally, uh, finally, for public corruption, if I was any legal entity, I would start looking into, you know, was there anything ab- under par with that passing of that legislation and that approval when he was in office to see if some things like that can be reversed. Uh, I know a lot of people would like to say, well, that barn door on that's closed. Uh, Maybe that's an avenue to look at, that if that whole thing was done nefariously, if if there were any kickbacks in any way that made that whole uh, situation illegal, then maybe that's a way to reverse and get get, get some uh, hands back on that that authority. Well, the, the real solution to our problem is eminent domain. We need to turn around and take back the water company and take back the sewer authority and pay the Pennsylvania American Water what the court will be determined to be a fair amount of compensation because it's like I said to the PUC, we can't allow our politicians, they don't represent us because the people in Detroit were drinking water with lead for an extended period of time. And when you look at the damage that Mr. Courtright did to our city, to the parking authority, and uh, all the other assets the city had. The city was just in a complete freefall, and um, it, it just doesn't end there. Uh, we've got to look at where all this grant money is going, even with the present mayor, because it's walking around money, and, and it's, it's, it's fostering decay and our own self-destruction and, you know, licensing inspections. All these departments aren't functioning the way they should. And, Rob, I've been out here probably 38 years watching it. A lot of the people that opposed the sale of this grant sewer authority now are dead. They invested the reserve into the plant before they transferred it. I mean, there's just so many questions. And the PUC allowed the sale to go forward. And this grant sewer authority was never created to solve debt problems for the city of Scranton or any other municipality or city. And I don't want to. I think I'm taking up too much of your time, Rob. But you know, I really appreciate it. I, I hope the American people find their voice and don't allow our military and our country to, to be destroyed. But it seems to be that that's the way it's going. A lot going on, Lee. I'm, bro- I'm, I'm glad you, you brought up different topics there as well because they're all important. They're all need addressing, and hopefully we start picking away at them one at a time. Lee, thanks for calling in. Yes, sir. Bye. Thanks. It's uh, 4:32 here at WILK. Time for the news with Nancy Kamen. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. <clears throat> Excuse me while I clear my throat there. 38 degrees and cloudy at 4:38 here on WILK News Radio. It's uh, the point of the show where you honor our heroes here across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 80 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day. Two of them are Pennsylvania heroes from our Commonwealth. Corporal Thomas E. Laurie, Pennsylvania State Police Highway Patrol, 1930, was killed when a reckless driver who was driving on the wrong side of the road struck his patrol motorcycle. The suspect was arrested and charged with involuntary manslaughter. Corporal Laurie was a veteran of the Pennsylvania National Guard and served with the Pennsylvania State Highway Patrol for six and a half years, was survived by his mother. Chief of Police Charles H. Bishop, Connellsville, City Police Department in 1919. Police Chief Charles Bishop succumbed to complications of gunshot wounds sustained 22 years earlier. He was shot multiple times on October 15, 1895, while he and another officer 
attempted to arrest four suspects at the end of North Pittsburgh Street. Two of the subjects simultaneously opened fire with revolvers, striking Chief Bishop four times. Chief Bishop never fully recovered from the wounds, and his condition continued to deteriorate. He died from complications of the original wounds on January 31, 1919. Chief Bishop had served with the police department for 20 years, survived by his wife, sister, and three brothers. And those are our two from our area. It's uh, 440 here at WILK. Time for the new time for traffic with Brian Hughes. It's I'm everything's con- fixing up. <laughs> believe me, this week everything is confused. So I'm not sure if I'm doing news or traffic or <laughs> everything in between. Well, it's good to have you here, regardless. Good to be here. Uh, so far, so good. Just seeing a pickup of IM on the interstate, 81, 380, and 84 in Lackawanna County, Interstate 80 in the Pennsylvania Turnpike in Luzerne County. Slow spots, Dixon City, North Main Avenue, approaching Viewmont Drive, and in Kingston, slowing both directions, Route 11 Wild. Avenue approaching Market Street at Kingston Corners. If you see a traffic problem, give us a call on the jam line, 570-883-7269. I'm Brian Hughes in the WILK Traffic Center with this Pentelidata Internet Traffic Update. Thank you, Brian. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Today, cloudy and sprinkles with some flurries, maybe high 38. Tonight, cloudy with a few flurries, low 32. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, high 43. It's currently 38 degrees and cloudy here at 441 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 38 degrees and cloudy here at 445 here on January 31st. I was just looking at the USS Gravely, and uh, its home port is Norfolk, Virginia. It was launched in 2009, christened in May of 2009, and commissioned in November of 2010. It holds a crew of uh, 312 officers and enlisted. 312 U.S. sailors on the USS Gravely, and this missile came within a mile of striking them as a last resort. got a unclassified top speed of 35 miles per hour, 30 knots nautical speed. It's powered by four General Electric gas turbines, two shafts. It's got uh, one 5-inch, 127-millimeter MK45. It's got one 20-millimeter Phalanx Sea Whiz, two 25-millimeter MK-38 machine gun systems, four 12.7-millimeter caliber machine guns, and 64-cell missile launchers. Got 132-cell and 164-cell, 96 total cells. MK-41 vertical launch system. It's equipped with a RIM-66M surface-to-air missile, RIM-156 surface-to-air missile, RIM-174A standard air ram, RIM-161 anti-ballistic missile, RIM-162 quad-packed ESSM, BGM-109 Tomahawk cruise missiles, and the RUM-139 vertical launch ASROC. The multiple torpedoes and two MH-60 Romeo Seahawk helicopters. 
Biggest part of that entire ship, 312 officers and enlisted whose lives were at risk. They're on high alert. And the so-called proxy terrorist groups, pirates or whatever you want to call them, backed and trained and supported by Iran, got a missile within a mile of them to where they had to use a last resort defensive weapon, the phalanx sea whiz. Phalanx sea whiz. I got a bunch of text messages on the, the full name of it. Um, I guess being around it for the past 10 years, uh, it's kind of just called the Sea Whiz. So I apologize for using that acronym. Hopefully we see a response soon. Um, and, and listen, I'm not saying what that response should be, but I, I think most of America can say that it should be something that stops this immediately. And if they choose to escalate, then maybe a scorched earth response. It needs to stop. We cannot continue like this. And, and listen, I can have the conversation. I think we all should be having the conversation of why are a lot of the assets there. And I'm talking about the base assets like this Tower 22. As far as our protecting navigable waters across the world, that's what our Navy does. Commerce does not move on this earth unless the American warships are out there protecting it. So just know that. So our ships in the Red Sea, our ships in the Mediterranean, our ships all around the Taiwan Strait, the South China Sea, wherever our ships are, are protecting intercoastal commerce, intercontinental commerce. Just this area in the Red Sea, 15% of the world's goods go through there. That is why China is even telling Iran, knock it off with attacking container ships. They are getting fed up because 15% of their goods go through there. They are feeling that in their supply chain. Their economy is not the best right now. So they've said themselves to knock it off. And again, I was hoping sometime between last night and this morning, um, we'd see something. And we're still waiting. And while we were waiting, our ships were being attacked. And not only attacked, but got very close to a tragedy on one of our ships. Very close. 312 officer and enlisted members of our United States Navy on that ship. Came within a mile. I also got a bunch of text messages on the video of the New York City police officers being beaten by our rowdy crowd of migrants near Times Square in New York. If you Have you seen the video of it? They were moving illegal migrants around. There's a shelter right there. It became a physical altercation, and as the officers were wrestling with one individual, the friends came up, tried to pull them off, kicking the officers in the head, in the face, in the stomach, trying to steal their weapons, trying to steal their uh, tools on their utility belt. Uh, the video is all over social media, so if you haven't seen it, um, I encourage you, you do, because this is what's going on. Uh, I counted at least 13 blows, kicks to the head, to one of the officers, a lieutenant, that was there with an officer. Three of the six were arrested. 
two of the three that were arrested had prior arrests and were waiting for court dates released without bail. Illegal migrants with prior arrests awaiting trial assault police officers by kicking him in the head multiple times. Watch the video for yourself. Released without bail. This happened at 42nd Street and Times Square in Manhattan at 8.30 in the evening on a Saturday. You could have been walking from a Broadway show going to a late dinner. You could have been finishing dinner going to a Broadway late night show. You could have been walking just to see the lights at Times Square with your family. If they're doing this to uniformed police officers, where do you think you stand? Your mother stands, your wife stands, your sister stands, your kids stand. Prior arrests, here illegally to begin with, released without bail. That's the New York City justice system for with you. For you. It's just incredible. It's just incredible. So I wanted to talk about that earlier, but the schedule got uh, kind of bounced around. But I, I encourage you to look at the video on it. It's disgusting. And we're going to talk about some other videos and such like that that are out as well. I do have the arrest record for that individual that was arrested. But uh, like I said, I, I counted one individual, the lieutenant, was kicked in the head, almost rendered unconscious twice during the altercation. You could see he was totally disoriented and dazed when he was kicked in the face. Thirteen times. Released without bail. It's uh, 4.53 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, 4.55 here on this Wednesday, January 31st, the one-year anniversary show of the Rob O'Donnell Show. I appreciate you all for... Listen in, let us come into your radio, your apps, your headbuds, your cars, wherever you seem to listen to the Rob O'Donnell Show. Hopefully we can grow it bigger and better. I mean, you guys have done great, great support, and I appreciate it, and thank you all for that support. Well, after hours of debate that went into the late hours the other night, the House Committee advanced the uh, Mayorkas impeachment articles. So it looks like it will go to, I believe, the House floor on Friday is the last I heard. The articles moved to the full House where Speaker Mike Johnson has said a vote would be held as soon as possible thereafter. So after several hours of debate, multiple motions filed, objections, appeals, points of order, and motions to the table multiple voice and recorded votes, several recess, uh, recession breaks, and even arguments over the breaks as Democratic committee members continuously tried to delay the final vote. It's the first time they were able to advance two articles of impeachment against the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. First time in our lifetime that that's happened to a cabinet member. Article 1, willful and systematic refusal to comply with the law. Article 2, breach of the public trust are the two articles of impeachment that will be forwarded. Through the hours-long hearing Tuesday, House Democrats repeatedly said the charges did not rise to the level of impeachment, and the hearing was a sham. 
political crusade, political stunt, a scam, unconstitutional, violated due process, among other claims. Well, the, uh, sorry to tell you, but the impeachment process is due process. That's why it is in committee, then goes to the House, then goes to the Senate. That's called due process. I love how they change definitions when they don't agree with it. But they just did it twice, right? A couple times for uh, the last administration. Overall, Democrats filed dozens of amendments, which they demanded be read out loud and voted on, all which failed. If the Republican majority House eventually votes to impeach Mayorkas, he'll be the second cabinet member in U.S. history and the first in nearly 150 years to be impeached. Secretary of War William Belknap, under, serving under President Ulysses S. Grant, was impeached March 2, 1876. Although he had resigned, he stood trial before the U.S. Senate as a former government official and was acquitted. And, and that's how this works. And I understand that there's a ton of people that would like to say, well, President, President Trump was uh, impeached twice. No, he wasn't. He was acquitted twice. The House impeached him. That's as far as that went. If the Senate does not concur, it's considered just that, an acquittal. So I, I, I don't understand, and, and I understand that they have to, to protect Biden, circle the wagons and protect Mayorkas. And Mayorkas is, is just following the directions he's being given. I mean, let's be honest. This is this administration, and it's not even Joe Biden. Joe Biden is not pulling 98.9% of the shots that are happening in government right now. His handlers are, which is scary because it's not even elected official. It's his appointed cronies who are walking him around by, you know, holding an ice cream pop in front of him to try to get him to go like the carrot with the stick. He's not making decisions. There's no cognitive ability there for him to decide what to do. And it's scary that unelected officials appointed in his circle are the ones that are making decisions, running his social media, doing all of that. It's uh, coming up on the 5 o'clock hour here on WILK News Radio on this Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. 38 degrees, mostly cloudy outside, coming up on 5 o'clock here. We'll be back after the news break.